0: Welcome back to Cinema Trip Reviews, everybody. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about 1973's Serpico for its 50th anniversary. And today on the show, we're going to have a special guest, Brett Parker, from Dissect That Film. Welcome back, Brett. What's going on? It's good I, to be back. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on here and uh talking about one of the greatest Al Pacino movies that, that's ever come out, it seems.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, to be honest, that I just don't think gets talked about enough. Like, they...
0: It doesn't, but I mean, like, anytime you search up, like, an Al Pacino list or something, it, it's usually up there in, like, a top three of his uh, of movies. Oh, but, yeah. like, you're saying it's, it's not normally talked about, like, like The Godfather or even, like, kind of Dog Day Afternoon gets talked about a little bit more than Serpico, I believe. Um, plus, I mean, all the other stuff, like Devil's Advocate and everything, like, the more recent stuff, I guess. But, yeah, Serpico, it's, it's a great movie. I mean, we're going to be getting into it and everything. Um, like, we talked about it before we hopped on here, but like, what was your kind of like your history? Is this the first time you ever seen it or, 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 uh what's kind of your his- backstory with the movie here?
1: Yeah, this is a Al Pacino movie that kind of was always on my radar as like, Oh, one day I'll watch that. You know, I've seen the Godfather movies. I've seen Scarface so like that. Like Scarface is probably one of my favorite Al Pacino movies, even though it's kind of problematic nowadays, but uh, yeah, but you know, Al Pacino, he's just everything that that man touched from the 70s, 80s, even into the 90s was just legendary. But this one was always just eluded me because this was like one of his first big roles.
0: Yeah, this was like di- almost directly after The Godfather. Yeah. And this is one of the ones that really cemented him as like a premier movie star and actor. Yep. I am a, a huge fan of Al Pacino. I may not like some of the. The stuff that he's been in, but I've always appreciated his his skill and his you know appreciation for the craft, Uh, and I mean you see that uh, through the Godfather movies more so, and like especially in this one, his like his range, and of course in like Scarface and some of the other stuff. That's where kind of leading off of this because he was more subdued as like Michael Corleone, I feel, and and like the Mm -hmm. Godfather. Whereas in this one, he's starting to become that Al Pacino, you know, where he's like yelling at people and screaming in every movie and becoming that dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, because with The Godfather, you know, he had there was Marlon Brando, you yeah. had you had all this supporting cast around him, James Caan, you know, Robert Duvall, all those guys around him. And so he didn't really have to carry mm-hmm. the movie where this is his movie. Like he takes this like all of these supporting characters in this movie, I'm like I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the only people I knew from this movie were two people who weren't even credited. Like F, F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> yeah, and Judd Hirsch shows up at one point. I think he's yeah. like one of the hospital cops. But um but yeah, I mean Al Bacino just takes this movie and runs with it and he kills it.
0: Very much similar to you. This has always been on my radar. Uh, as far as movies go, I've seen so many clips from it. And I mean, I've even just mm-hmm. like watching stuff on Al Pacino on YouTube. There's been so many clips from this movie I've watched a bunch of times and I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. I just needed something yeah. to kind of force me to do it, like doing a review here. And I after watching it's like, man, I, I really should have watched this a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I feel the same way. I, you know, I watched it last night and just going, wow, what, what was it? I was missing out. Like, this is just really well done, and Al Pacino's performance is just spectacular.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know about Serpico, I mean, this is the 50th anniversary of the movie. It released on uh, December 5th, 1973. This is based off of a true story about the real cop, Frank Serpico, and the movie pretty much is kind of a documentary in a way just it's a dramatic representation of it um but for the most part it's a very accurate representation of what happened it is based off the book and everything um apparently everything happened in like 1971 and you know i think he joined the police force in like 1950 or something 1951 um but yeah everything happened and of course what you see at the end of the movie is what happened in 1971 and then he like retired a year afterwards Everything blew up. He was in the press. They made a book about it, and they, uh, what's his name, the the pr- famous producer who's
1: oh Dino De
0: Dino De who. Man, it's, it's hard not to find a movie that he's produced. I mean, you go on IMDB, and his list is huge yeah. of all the movies he's produced. Uh, so it wasn't surprising to see that he was attached to this movie. Apparently, he read like 20 pages of the book, and he's like, I'm sold. I want to buy the rights, and we're going to get this made. And what better actor to bring in than, you know, Fresh Off of the Godfather, who, I mean, that's a whole other story entirely, where they weren't even sure about Casting Al Pacino, this kind of unra- unknown actor at the time, mm-hmm. but since then he blew up and then Serpico happened and uh, Sidney Lumet, who directed this movie, actually went on a direct Dog Day Afternoon with Pacino and I believe it was 1975. We actually did a review on that uh, last year. Go back and watch that one. Um, so, I mean, he has a, kind of a rapport with Sidney Lumet. Uh, very different movie. From Dog Day Afternoon here, but Sidney Lumet, he also directed like more uh, Murder on the Orient Express, 12 Angry Men, Dog Day Afternoon, like I mentioned, and also The Wiz, like the the oh, like Wizard of Oz <laughs> with like Michael Jackson and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one I have not seen. I don't know about yourself, though.
1: No, no, <laughs> I st- I'll stick to the 39 Wizard of Oz.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. But this does have Al Pacino as Frank Serpico, uh, Barbara Ada Young as Laurie, who you don't see too much. Like you mentioned, a lot of the other people in this movie you don't really see too often. Uh, they, they come and go. They come and go. Because throughout the movie, it's kind of the same thing happening every time. Like It's mm-hmm. like he gets inducted. He goes into the police academy. He's, he graduates. And then from there on out, it's like he goes to one precinct. There's some corruption or whatever. Uh, I'm sick of this. I got to move. And I want to transfer. Yep. Go to another precinct. You're good for a minute. Up, oh, find out there's more. Some more corruption get me a transfer. I need out of here. Go to another precinct and, yeah. you know, just wash rinse, repeat type thing. Like maybe we should go to a different city. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe you want to get out of New York, man. Yeah. <laughs> go to like Mayberry, be like the Andy Griffith or something. Maybe that'll work out a little bit better it could for be you. Be a man. sheriff of a small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has always been like something like I, w- I love like seeing like movies like Twin Peaks or like Andy Griffith or something like that. Like, I feel like that would be such a cool job. It's just like a sheriff oh, of a small town where like nothing's happening. And you just kind of just wave and say hi to everybody every day just, nothing really happened on a daily basis except like small things that are like the smallest things that are like in a city are big things to like a smaller town so i think I don't right know.
1: where it's like i don't have to arrest you we just have to have a conversation and then let's move on
0: about our day <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly the only person you're really arresting is like the the village the local drunk you just throw in the drunk tank overnight yep. or something <laughs> uh we also got tony roberts as bob you actually see him Throughout the movie, pretty much. He's uh pretty much uh, Al Pacino, Frank Serpico's only, one of his only allies in the movie. Uh, he's been kind of buddies with him going into the Academy and also going into mm-hmm. the Force. Uh, you also got Biff McGuire as Captain uh, Macklin, uh, Conalia Sharp as Leslie, and Alan Rich as D.A. Tauber. Going into some of the facts here, apparently Pacino invited Frank Serpico actually kind of live with him for a little bit, going into the the making of the movie, kind of getting his mannerisms everything down. It, I feel like it's more of a common practice back then than it is now on some autobiographical things, especially if if they are still alive. Uh, I mean, we talked about that when we did like your Fear and Loathing review. How like Johnny Depp was hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson all the time before they started filming and everything to kind of get everything down. But apparently, like Frank Serpico was on the set for a decent bit until he finally got kicked out because he was kind of a distraction from what I was reading. I don't, they didn't really go into why he was a distraction. Maybe he was just trying to like control everything and make it seem like it was like as real as possible. Uh, The only. Like issue he really had with the film overall from what he said was just some of the overacting by Al Pacino but I feel like in this kind of movie you kind of need that to kind of show his emotions because I mean throughout the whole movie you start with he's a a very like young he doesn't really know any better but throughout the movie you just kind of see him wearing down and just getting even more pissed off and by the end of it he's just he's had enough he's just he's just ready to be done with it
1: yeah I mean I, I I get the frustration with seeing like somebody portray you and see you like something that you wouldn't do but it's like it's for dramatic effect this is for a movie i can't i mean we don't know how the exact events that frank went through in re in real life. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta you gotta make it more interesting. The
0: film was shot in reverse order, apparently. That that way they could start him off with the big old beard and everything and then uh, slowly yeah, yeah. work like it out that. and cut it from the sides. Cause as you kind of have the evolution throughout the movie. Like you get the he had the huge handlebar mustache and then yep. he has the goatee <laughs> and then he has the full beard and everything. But yeah they filmed it in reverse order. That way they didn't have to use like a fake beard and like glue it on and everything. It's really smart. Yeah, but I mean like as, as, it, I mean, kudos to Al Pacino because if you're starting out with the end of the movie, f- filming that first, that's a lot of like the heavy dramatic shit that he has yeah. to do. He has to kind of just snap into that first, and then as you're filming, you're you're not as angry. You're you're very easygoing going into the beginning of the movie. When you're right,
1: you, you have to try to like reverse your your attitude towards things because it's like, well, we already got that really dramatic piece. Now we have to go backwards, and it's like, okay. Yeah. i, I got
0: to find some way to turn that off. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm not an actor, so I don't know how it is, but I feel like it would be easier for me to get into character, do some of those earlier mm-hmm. scenes, and then once you're into it, you're, you know the character, what you want to do with it, then you can go into those dramatic parts. But man, to, to kind of go in and to snap into that character immediately to do some of this stuff, that I feel like that would be very hard to do. Oh yeah, could only imagine. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the reasons apparently Al Pacino... He sees this movie as one of his greatest achievements as an actor, apparently. Not just the story itself, but adapting it. And kind of, he felt that he did it justice to the character and to Frank Serpico and everything. Uh, and just the way that it was filmed. Apparently, he's, he was good buddies with Sidney Lumet. Um, but it's just the way that it panned out. And it got nominated for a couple Oscars. and won a bunch of awards. Uh, he just really thought that was his standout performance.
1: Which is pretty, pretty good for your career coming out of, like, it's like his second...
0: Yeah. Big huge role. Movie. And this was like his
1: first like leading role, because I don't think he was technically the lead actor of The Godfather.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to come off of that and then you're pretty much in every scene of a, of a two hour, a little over two hour long movie. I mean, that's that's a lot of work to put on your shoulders there. Yeah. And another thing that that could have possibly led to some issues is. Al Pacino apparently method acted during most of this movie, uh, which is, of right. course, it's it's now talked about more than ever because a right. lot of people are kind of taking a little too far. Um, but I mean, even like 20 years ago or so, you you've heard here and st- I mean, they had a whole documentary on the, the Jim Carrey one where he filmed Man on the Moon, where he yeah. pretty much was Andy Kaufman and he was such an asshole to everybody. Uh, they were pretty much sick of him by the time the movie was ended. I wouldn't say it went that far with this one, uh, but Hal Pacino had like a a funny story about, he actually like tried to pull somebody over, I guess on the streets (laughs) when they were filming, he wasn't even in his car. I guess his truck like drove, like I was at a light and drove past and like blew a ton of like exhaust smoke in his face. And he like chased the truck down. And he was like saying, it was like, Pollution or whatever, but he like was yelling at the guy and shit. And then he finally like kind of snapped out of it. And he's like, wait a minute, I i can't be doing this. He he's trying to make a yeah, civilian's go. arrest. <laughs> Thank God I'm not as well known right now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, imagine like you're driving down the road, even like after like a year after the godfather came out or whatever. I mean, you're driving down a road and you look in your rear view and like Al Pacino's chasing you. To- <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Pull the fuck over. I don't know if I'm pulling over.
0: I'm terrified. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, you're terrified about the same time. He's like, damn, that's Al Pacino. (laughs) Like, well, that'd be a great story if you're getting yelled at or possibly beat up by Al Pacino. Holy shit. (laughs) The other thing, I didn't even have it written down here. I just wanted to ask if you knew about it. I'm a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I had to bring this up because of Serpico. But there is an episode of Sunny where Charlie... Takes over the persona and dresses up as Serpico and like kind of role plays <laughs> as Serpico through like half of an episode and it is hilarious. He's got the mannerisms and just that accent down. It's great. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go check that out. You want it, man? A crooked cop. Every. Charlie Day's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's amazing, and especially a Serpico. He even has like the <laughs> yeah. the big white hat and like and like the, the bucket the hats. poncho oh, and everything God. he's wearing it. Oh, it's great.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I love the bucket hat.
0: Oh yeah, some of the outfits. I mean, Frank Serpico. I don't know about in real life, but he's got drip in the movie here. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. every scene he's got like rings and necklaces and different crazy outfits on. Um, it, it really wanted them to kind of stick out more than some of the other cops. Cause he apparently was very like eccentric and a little weird. I mean, they call him the weirdo cop in the movie, but he's, he's there. Yeah. They do a, they make a point of making him look and seem very different from everybody else in the movie. Well, that's the thing is like Al Pacino,
1: I, I never realized how, I don't want to say small, but like how short Al Pacino is. Yeah. So I had recently just watched uh he's in a show called hunters on Amazon. It's, Okay. Uh, it's about like he he organizes like a a group of people to hunt former Nazi officers.
0: Oh, okay, that's and of course, dope. like
1: I mean, he's in his probably what eighties now. Yeah, he's up and there. I was like, wow. I mean, maybe it's just because he's you know old. You know he. You know older people. You know as you get older, you shrink.
0: But I'm watching this movie. I'm like, no, Al Pacino is just a short man. Like, <laughs> he's literally shorter than damn near everybody in the movie. <laughs> I was like, no, that's just that's just him. Yeah, I mean, even if you go back and watch The Godfather, it's it's you'll notice it too, especially standing next to like yeah. some of the other like like you mentioned like Robert Duvall, Marlon Brando, and like James Caan mm-hmm. and stuff. It you definitely sticks sticks out a little
1: bit more. Yeah, like Scarface. I know that Scarface. They try to shoot him in a different way to make him more menacing. Yeah. Uh so you, you kind of feel like oh well maybe he's just you know as um as you get older you shrink so maybe he's just shorter it's not like, now. Uh, no,
0: the dude from from X Men, what's his the dude that played Cyclops was it James Marston, Marson, Madsen? Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. They made him stand on like boxes and like he had they made him like a little of uh, like little runway thing so he can match like the heights of everybody else when they're walking together and stuff. So like, they didn't have to do that. Al Pacino, he's too big, too big time for that. He's like, I'm not doing nah, it. <laughs> I'm not staying on no box. <laughs> I'm Al Pacino. I don't stand on box <laughs> with nobody. But to make the the December deadline, apparently they had to sh- edit this while they were shooting. So to, wow. to shoot it, edit it, mix it, and to release it by Christmas, they had four and a half months to do everything. So I mean that's not a lot of time to get a major motion picture insane. shot and edited and kicked out especially when it's like two a little over 2 hours long man I mean that's yeah. crazy and then to have it come out the way that it did is is pretty crazy but it also shot at over 104 different locations across New York, damn near in every district and every borough. So they, they covered everywhere in New York to shoot this movie. And they actually had some help from the NYPD who were, they were surprised on how gracious they were to help with this movie. Uh, they had, a, I think they, had two or three people with them the whole time that were just kind of consulting yeah. and helping out. Um, but overall they like, they contacted the police and they, they were fine with helping out and everything, even though, Frank Serpico in some recent interview says that he is being contacted by policemen still and talks about how bad it is, not only within New York, but other other cities as well about. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like you everything you've done helped for some time, but it kind of just kind of reverted back to the exact same ways.
1: I mean, that's the thing with corruption. I mean, not just in like the police force, but like government or whatever. Yeah, it's been going on for a long since pretty much the when it was formed like you got to think of how long it's just it got to a point where it was just it was a normal thing it wasn't like there was they weren't hiding it very well As no, you could not in this all. movie there was no there was no subtlety like frank comes out of the academy and immediately it's like hey we're collecting money from these people we're <laughs> yeah. paying. like oh yeah we just we just let i forgot what he says to um he's when they go to the the sandwich shop and they're just yeah, looking the first for soup
0: time. yeah
1: any yeah, any he, and he, he asked for the sandwich and it's not good because it's all fatty pieces or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, you know, we, we pay, I don't remember what he says, but he like pays
0: off the, the place to, he double, so he can double let, park. Yeah. They yeah. let him double park to unload and everything, but they give him free food because of that. He's right. Like, and so it's,
1: yeah. So you're kind of like, Oh, okay. It's even though it's subtle and then you have the, you know, the, it's not even just collecting money or taking bribes. It's literally just like, a lot of these guys just don't give a shit. Like no. the, they get the call about the uh the rape in progress, which yeah, still that's the blows my thing. mind. Like who reported that? Like who who reported that this was happening? Did somebody just a random walk like somebody walked yeah, by my, and just Yeah, the cops? I was thinking of
0: maybe like one of the, the building they were next to, maybe like an apartment yeah. like one of the people in the apartments or something. I don't know. I was but, thinking uh, the same
1: thing. Yeah, but they, but like his partner's like it's not our yeah, it's not our zone Oh, not our territory. Our, yeah. So they don't go. And it's like, what?
0: Yeah. And I love like, I don't They do a great job. The whole movie of every single time he, he comes into some form of like corruption or something. It kind of ups the stakes each time. Like what you mentioned, it's just mm-hmm. like the sandwich shop. And then it's like that, that like the rape case. And then it goes into other things like uh, uh, police brutality on top after that and then you have money laundering and, and skimming like gambling money off the top and embezzling a ton of different like money from different areas and taking protection money and stuff it, it does a, a great job of upping the stakes each time and like I mentioned before every single time it just seems like it just takes another piece away from from Serpico every time yep. it's just He's over it. It's like his reaction every single time, it's like he's not surprised, but at the same he just gets a little bit more pissed every time and then until it finally like explodes.
1: Yeah, just because he sees that nothing's happening with it, like no one's doing anything about it. It just continues to get worse and worse and he yeah. keeps transferring. Yeah. And it's just it, it doesn't change. So it's like, I don't know, maybe Maybe
0: you should just get out of there, man. Like, <laughs> right? Like, leave the like. Either leave the force entirely, or like what you mentioned. Move to a different city. Do something. Good go top. somewhere else. Because I mean, it's not going to get any better in New York. I mean, you're you're fighting a losing cause there. Uh, I mean, especially which, which with what dem- he's trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And I love like I, th- I think it was the tagline, but it was in the trailer. I'm not sure if it was the tagline of the movie itself, but it was like the, he, the most dangerous man in the city is a, a good or a honest cop. There are many sides to Serpico. A hero who was hated, a loner who was loved, and to some people, the most dangerous man alive, an honest cop. It's crazy to think about because, I mean you have a couple different ways that people look at cops in this movie as well from the cops point of view where it's like all right, he's not taking money we can't trust this dude he's not he's not one of us and then you have that scene where like him and his girlfriend at the time go to that party and every time like they they say that he's a cop or whatever they're like oh yeah and then they move on they they don't (laughs) want to talk to him anymore (laughs) like okay he's a cop we don't want to talk to
1: him (laughs) he's just like can you not tell people I'm a cop I'll tell them if I need to
0: (laughs) yeah and then by the end of the party like people actually find out what he's like and everything and Mm. everybody Everybody loves them it's like they i feel like they put it a little out there too hard like when she was like dancing with them she's like everybody loves you serpico i love you
1: so weird i think we ADR got it everybody liked scene. them yeah. at that
0: point i don't think you needed to <laughs> announce it <laughs> it's also
1: you know when you're watching you have to remember this movie came out in the 70s like yeah. early 70s so like things were way different because there's like he seems to be getting really close. Like he was like with one girl, but he's also getting really close with another girl right? at the party. It was like a sw- I thought it was like happening. a swinger party like, or something. I was like, well, I guess. I mean, times were different back then. So yeah, because he was with care.
0: his his girlfriend for a, that first yeah. half, like talking with everybody, and like you mentioned, like then he's off with like this other girl, like up in like the little loft area, like talking yeah. and and drinking, and then he's back to you know boogieing down on the dance floors. Al Pacino yeah. showing his moves
1: yeah I mean, you could definitely tell this is a movie of the time i mean this was i mean especially it's crazy to think the events of this movie or like the real events happened in nineteen seventy one right mm-hmm. so this is like two years out from when the actual stuff was going down, yeah with frank Serpico, so it's everything is still fresh so the like the fact where you were saying like there were n y p d officers willing to help. Not with long this movie.
0: After it happened. Yeah, I'm yeah,
1: like, wow, that is that is surprising. Because if it was just like 10, 20, 30 years later and they made this movie,
0: yeah. Like, most, be... bio, like mo, bo, most biopics are yeah. made a decent time afterwards. You don't have yeah. to really worry about that kind of stuff. Or maybe they were like trying to protect her image a little bit at that time. Maybe yeah, like maybe they'll maybe they'll kind of help us out, put everybody like yeah. on on the good side a little, a little bit. They were alienated at that point, um, but like you said, the movie itself is a product of his time as well. Because as you're watching it, it's just so, it's just a gritty like slow burn of a like cop movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not a movie that is made for modern audiences. I feel like a lot yeah. of people would get bored throughout this movie. There's really not a lot of action throughout i mean there's there's certain little things going on but for the most part you're just following this dude from precinct to precinct and then it's just different bad shit going on everywhere and then he's reporting it to his captain and then you find out maybe his captain isn't even reporting it to anybody it's like nope nope and then it's it's just not much going on but it's more of the story that draws you in and i mean i was locked in the whole time like what the oh, hell is yeah. going to happen? Because I, I purposely tried to stay away from what happened towards the end or, or what happened with Serpico. I tried to stay away from that until I watched it. And then I kind of dug in and do a little bit more research because I wanted to be surprised. But it's crazy what happened. Because, I mean, exactly what you see at the end of the movie is what happened to him in real life, which is fucking bananas, dude. Like, they didn't even help him out. I mean, it opens oh. up the movie, uh, which is like the worst part of the movie. It opens up with that, like, two-minute-long police siren that just goes on and oh, on and worst. on and I was like just the why? sound of the siren <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> was awful yeah but then it opened like he's in that back of that police car just you see the bullet hole in his face yep. and just blood running down he's like mumbling to himself and the cops like do you think it was a cop that shot him and he's like I could think of like six people that would or, <laughs> or whatever it's like damn and like, that's how you open up the movie he's like and then you have to find that the whole rest of the movie is just building up to why this happened or how it happened And, I mean, apparently the story is just as crazy as as it happened. I mean, they set him up, really, with that. uh, It was, like, because they moved him to narcotics. That was the last part. It's just like, they they transferred him to narcotics. And even in the movie, like, he gets warned. That dude pulls up, flashes his badge, he's, like, hop in. He hops in and he's like, listen, this isn't no chicken feed operation where it's like $800. Like, we're getting like $20,000 split between like four people or whatever. He's like, don't you come around messing with our shit? <laughs> like, there's going to be hell to pay. And then he's like, get the fuck out of my car. And he's like, damn, okay, that's how it's going to be. And then he have that scene with like F. Murray Abraham, which is like a another uh, kind of reunion between him and Pacino. Because he was also in Scarface, F. Murray Abraham, Yo, for yeah, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. two tiny scenes or so. Uh but yeah, they set him up. He he goes in and like they're watched, they're wait, like kind of just waiting for a deal to go down, I guess. And he goes up to the roof and comes down and sees what apartment they come out of. And then as they're going to bust in, I guess the whole reason he was there is cuz he spoke Spanish and everything. He was going to be translating yep. and his job was just to get the door open and the cops were going to come in and do the rest. Well, he got the door open and he got stuck in between that door frame and Nobody helped him. He, and apparently, it, in real life, it happened exactly how it is in the movie, which is even crazier. Uh, apparently, the cops just bailed. They didn't. They didn't even stay like they were in the movie. They straight yeah. up bailed on him, and he gets shot straight in the face. Apparently, the neighbor called the cops, like called the ambulance and everything. Uh, they didn't say this in the movie, but I just kind of doing some research apparently the the responding officer that came said shit if this if i'd known it was serpico i wouldn't have i wouldn't have came at all i would have left his ass and i was like damn dude. <laughs> like that's one of the quotes this dude made an enemy out of the whole nypd damn near
1: yeah i mean it just showed how deep it went i mean you could tell like there was the scene with um oh boy it was one of the the higher ups that he was he was like talking to his superior who was then trying supposed to be trans like sending that information to a higher up
0: yeah the oh the,
1: he was the commissioner the
0: commissioner he was trying to
1: and the commissioner sitting with he's sitting with one of the guys and he's just talking he's just trying to find a way to just discredit serpico and he's like oh did you hear that he's you know i can't say the word but like yeah that he's
0: pretty much he's gay and i was like
1: it's like, what does that have to do with anything?
0: Yeah, and the, the dude that he was talking with, like the DA or whatever, he's like, "That's bullshit," and you know it. Like, he's like, "Come yeah. on now." Like, like there was a couple of people on his side towards the end of the movie when they were starting the investigation and everything. Once it, it kind of got picked up, but the whole time he's trying to go about it the right way. I mean, he's contacting like that that captain every single time he's mm-hmm. got an issue with one of the departments, and he's like, "All right, well, we'll report it. We'll we'll get you a transfer, or whatever." And then it kind of gets to a point yeah. where he's like, "Well." We'll, we'll contact, I forget who he says he's going to contact like the commissioner or whatever. And he's like, yes. the commissioner told me to, to kind of tell you to lay low, gets to gather some more information. He'll be in contact with you whenever. And then like, he just never gets in contact with him. He keeps telling him like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to contact him myself. But he's like, well, I don't, well, I don't he, recommend you doing that. And he's like, well, I might have to go to outside agencies then, man. Like, like no, no, outside agencies, you can't do that. And it's where, like, am I this guy, where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to go? Reality you is so we do not wash our own laundry. It just gets dirty. You are in trouble. I don't care if I'm in trouble. I don't care who gets it anymore, including myself. Because if I have to go to outside agencies to get somebody to hear my outside story, agency. Well, where am I going to go? You hear me, host Stay away from where me. Where am I going to go? <laughs>
1: the captain the entire time is like, on, he's... Per- playing like he's on his side the entire time. He's like, yeah, you know, son, I'm really proud of you for what you're doing. And, you know, we're gonna help you out the bet. But as soon as he says he's gonna talk to somebody on the outside, he like he completely flips, flips yeah. and just freaks out. And you know, and it just shows they're never they were never gonna help him.
0: No, no, not at all. But that that's a majority of the story is him going from these pre-saints and, and finding out how much corruption and how deep it runs within New York. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't really get too many Scenes of him, like, outside of, of the forest or anything. I mean, you have a couple, like, the, one of the ones, the first ones is he goes to, like, that the shine place and meets up with his buddy who talks about, like, yeah. why didn't you come out to dinner and, and meet, like, I forget, it was, like, Marianne or Marianne. something. Yeah. And he's like, I work with cops, right? Mm-hmm. And when I go out, I see Marianne. Her father's a cop. Her brother's a cop. Her uncle's a cop. I got a feeling she's a cop, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: he's like, I'll come to dinner, but no Marianne. But other than that, the only real other times you get to see him, like, not dealing with the police is, like, just kind of hanging out with his girlfriends. Uh, or I mean, I like that that's very tiny scene of him just kind of sitting in his garden, and that new neighbor moved in, and he's, like, flirting with her and every trying to get her to come yeah, hang out. which turns out to be
1: his girlfriend later.
0: Yeah. It turns out yeah. to be, like, yeah, his, his other, his main girlfriend, because he does have the one, one at the beginning of the more. movie, yeah. and then she brings, like, just kind of drops a bomb on him, like. Yeah, it's such don't... a weird interaction. They're like in the tub together, right. give each other a bath. And she's like, I'm going to go marry this guy next week. If you don't marry if me, you, I'm going to this marry dude me. in two months or whatever. He's like, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> like, what am I All supposed right. to say to that?
1: <laughs> she's just sitting there butt naked in front of him. Like right? just chilling in the tub a weird moment to be talking
0: about this you, you couldn't have told me this before we were in, in the tub or something <laughs> but i'd love like just even next that, that first girlfriend she's like into the arts and the ballet and everything and yeah. it, it's such a funny one of the only funnier scenes in the movie is whenever he's at work and he's talking to that guy about like oh what are you reading he's like oh i'm reading like this book on like ballet or whatever and he's telling them all about it and He's like, oh, there's like five different moves. And he's like showing him the dance moves and stuff. It's it's just a little funny scene. But then that captain sees him. And then like a principal
1: Skinner from Back to the Future. (laughs) That's who that is. I don't remember what his name. I don't know. I don't remember the actor's name. But I was like, that principal Skinner. He looks the same. That movie came out 12 years later. He looks exactly the same. (laughs) I was like, wow, he always plays
0: a dick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's such a dickhead. I mean, he's not in the movie long, but he is a dickhead in this. I mean, he goes in there because –
1: I mean that whole interaction, where yeah, he showed he tells the guy about the ballet. He does a little dance, His little dance, and the spins and the, off. yeah, and He's but like, that guy sees it. The whatever the head of the what was it yeah.
0: BCI I think the it was or something. Yeah, the BCI, yeah, yeah like the the fingerprint placer.
1: Yep. Yeah, and he goes into the bathroom and this guy is like being a peeping tom on right. some woman, and and the weird thing, like I mean, I didn't care, but it was weird they never showed it.
0: Yeah, it, like, I was expecting, expecting them, them to see, see, have some kind of view what of what they were it, looking yeah. at.
1: Yeah. But uh, of course, you know, he turns off the light he's and like, that kind of makes it suspicious.
0: Yeah. And so when he turns line, the light too, back he's on. Like, oh, I got to go pee pee in the dark. Turn off the lights. Oh, Pops. I wanted to read. Now I got to do my pee pee in the dark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to read my book. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to read my book. Now I got to go pee pee in the
1: dark. And the, the captain comes in and thinks that he's giving him a blowy. Yeah, he that what the hell are these lights going on? You're
0: going down over the bathroom. Yeah, so and I found like, some Whoa. underpants the other day with semen on them or whatever. He's like, are you really fucking accusing me of this, Captain? <laughs> like, what are you so, doing? So, yeah, he gets
1: forced out of the BCI, and I was like,
0: damn, like, this is wild stuff. It's weird. And he's like, I didn't even do anything. Dude was he's, peeping out the window. <laughs> like, I, I got my book. I was going to read my book. And the thing is, like, why is he yelling at Serpico but not the other dude? <laughs> like, the dude, other dude can get... Talk to i think it's because of the way serpico would act like Serpico exactly. wasn't like, like everybody
1: else because he was serpico has that conversation with there was like a guy who worked at a desk next to him and he's like looking at the fingerprints and the guy's like yeah that's the you way know, he calls him a weirdo cop yeah and because he, he tells him he's slow at looking at the fingerprints he was like you know i want to make sure that i'm doing this right i want to make sure that if the guy's got a record he's got a record yeah like, i want to find out and so yeah he gets called a weirdo cop so it kind of had he has that cloud over him so of course he's just automatically that Captains automatically could have assumed that he's.
0: Yeah, and he even says to that dude, he's like, I know you don't like me. But he's like, but I don't care, or whatever. He's he's like, get back to work, or whatever. He's like, I know. He's He's like, like, stop bothering me. Yeah, he's like, I know, I know you don't like me. Stop bothering me. Then he just gets Ah, back to work. But like that just shows how much detail he puts into his work. He's like, I don't want to give anybody a record that that doesn't have one. Everything you see in this movie, it's just like it. It kind of makes you angry with him the whole time because, like, like you mentioned, it starts off with the dine, the deli, or whatever. It's like it's not that big of a deal, I guess. But, I mean, it is corruption in a way. It's the first hint of corruption that he has, like, getting the free free food and everything. Uh, and, like like you said, he has, like, the that call with the rape, and it's outside their jurisdiction or whatever. But he's like, fuck it. I'm going. I, I, nobody yeah. else is taking the call. I'm going to take the call. And that's a heavy scene because it, it shows a lot oh, of shit. Man. And they break up those guys, and he chases them down and, like, puts a gun to his head. And then it, it cuts to that. Um, it's, it's probably the heaviest scene in the movie is that... The lady sitting there naked in the police station, like telling him what happened and everything, and then you cut to the room with the dude, the one guy they caught, and the guy's just beating the shit out of him, and Serpico just leaves. He's like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Because the guy even asks him, he's yep. like, "You want in on some of this?" He's like, Nah, I'm not in on that kind of action. And he even pulls the dude ahead, aside. Like the next day when they're taking them to like the the jail or whatever, and he's like takes them out to the coffee. <laughs> he's, yeah. Like he's like, I, I don't want you to run. I'll put two, I'll put two in your back if you try to run. But he's like, I want you to come talk with me. I'll get you a coffee. And they're sitting over there. He's like, Listen, I'm not like those other guys. Why are you taking the rap for these two dudes? I just want you to give me some names. He's like, You're gonna okay. you're gonna go down for everything here. Help me help you. Like he's he's just trying to be that good guy, not not because of. He cares about this dude, but because he cares about his job and doing his job the right way.
1: Yeah, and then it all blows up in his face because he goes and arrests those two guys while they're yeah. playing basketball. They refuse and he to bring give them, them back in. up. Yeah, and he, he brings them both in, and he pretty much gets in trouble because he left his post.
0: Well, yeah, and they're like, we're going to take credit for it because it makes us look bad. <laughs> because like a, a uniform cop's going, he left his post and everything, and he's... Mm-hmm. He's covering a jurisdiction in a, a case that's not theirs or whatever. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, every every time you think – or he thinks he's doing something right, it's just – yeah, it just gets thrown in his face because there's, like, a scene later where he arrests – he uh, finds a, a guy picking up a drop, and he arrests him. And I guess he's, like, a well-known guy who's involved f- with the police. favorite
0: scene of the whole movie is that scene, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he brings, he brings him in, and – he has to go. I don't remember where he went, but he comes back. He's gone. The guy's gone. He's upstairs just
0: having a casual conversation. Powering around, laughing with the other cops, and he's just whistling like, like yeah. he's and having it gets a good time. Freaking crazy because he picks him up, pins him against the wall, like rips his pants off. That scene of the movie. I love it. That's the scene I've watched multiple times before I even seen the movie. And I was like, I, was, I gotta holy watch this shit. shit. And had yeah, he just tosses them in there. And of course, all
1: the guys are like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know, so and so. I don't. I can't remember. I am not good with names. I could not remember most of the people's names in this yeah. movie. Uh But yeah, they're like, "Oh, so and so is a good guy. He was a and... loan shark." I, yeah. He,
0: like they said, he got too cocky. He would go and pick up his own slips and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: He's like trying to rip the, the money because he's got money out of
0: every who puts money in every pocket, man, and he sl- throws them in that like the it's like a cage. A it's not even a cell, yeah. dude. And they, they close it with handcuffs around the top. <laughs> but yeah, and then he like he's so pissed off. And, you know, everybody's been there at one point where they're just so pissed off where like something like you move something and it doesn't move correctly. And you just fucking like throw it. He like he sits the chair. the chair down and it like moves the wrong way. And he just picks it up and starts slamming.
1: It. <laughs> the whole front of the chair broke. Cause I could see it just falls forward. I was oh like, my God.
0: Wow. He's so pissed, And I loved like, cause he throws him into that cell. He just sits there for a minute, just thinking. And then he goes into that room and he's just so pissed off. And then he gets the rap sheet and he gets it. And he's like, look at this. He's like, he's a fucking cop killer. You you're sitting yeah. here pounding around with him. You know this? He's a fucking cop killer. <laughs> and it's like and they don't care. Nope. They're, they're more upset that he he treated the guy like that than anything. I mean he handed the one dude the rap sheet and he like just crumbles it up and throws it He's away. He's like,
1: read it. He's like forcing it in his face.
0: Yeah. It, it that's one of the more intense scenes of the movie, but I, I fucking love it. But I mean that that happens a couple times. Even that scene after he they they try to get him to testify because at, at one point there's just so much corruption because they even like, even though he's not on their side, like he's not taking bribes, they still make him partners with the bag guy, like the bag men yeah. that go and collect the payments. So he's just sitting there the whole time watching it. And the, and even though, at least the one dude was like, all right i'll hold on to your cut or whatever for you if you want it you can come get yeah, but it doesn't whatever. he get in trouble is doesn't he like have He's, to like
1: throw him under the bus pretty much Well, yeah i
0: mean he, he splits i think eventually uh yeah he, he pockets all that money himself that's why like and later in the movie i thought it, it was so funny because it, it seemed like a scene straight out of anchor man because serpico's They're walking in up into that park and all the cops are just waiting for him and, and that group in the park <laughs> and i was like oh, we're having shit. a picnic in the park <laughs> we're gonna have a throwdown in the middle of a park or something <laughs> but that's when they like get on his ass about like this dude like took all the money like why weren't you taking the payments and everything he's like i don't take money yeah and he's like fine and he's like come on what are you being a heart? and they they keep it's the same dude that keeps trying to convince him every single time uh but he's just like fine we'll, we'll all split sur- we'll all split frank's payments equally i guess and then he we'll deal with it from
1: he calls him a schmuck, and I'm like, sh- he's the schmuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta roll it that for the rest of us, Serpico. <laughs> There's some crazy shit. I mean, one of the ones it's it's a, such a small scene. It doesn't really mean much for the rest of the movie. But like the one scene, I was surprised about. They gave joints to all the cops to smoke, and like, the, I
1: I was We're like, did that really happen? The
0: <laughs> he's like, I want you all to <laughs> to, to smoke these. Uh, make sure to to memorize like the the smell and the taste, so you know what to look for when you're like. Like pulling people over and stuff i was like did yeah. they really do this like people were just chilling back He's like this is some good uh, shit yeah this is how i know so it's like we got a new drug on the on the scene called
1: cocaine we're gonna have you all take a line right <laughs> feel like, that effect that... so you guys know what does like you do that with what? everything
0: in the police force okay.
1: but it's but then you got the scene where they're like in the subway and they're like the one i think it was bob He's like, I'm so hungry, and he's like
0: trying to get into like a, <laughs> in a machine that doesn't work. Yeah, and that's the dude I mentioned before that he's really one of Frank's only allies for the most part for most of the movie until they get like the the actual investigation going with the higher ups. He's the only guy that's really on his side because even though it's not right, he was kind of part of that system in a way because uh, it's like that same exact scene. That's one of the other funny scenes when they're just high as hell in that subway and they're like smacking on the machine trying to get yep. food or whatever. But the guy mentions like he's like under some kind of special task force or whatever. And he's like, well that's on the way to the gold shield, isn't it? And th- yeah. that's something that's brought up through the whole movie is Frank, that's one of his goals is to get a gold shield eventually. And like he even says like, but you weren't you didn't weren't in plain clothes for four years or whatever. How'd you get that? And he's like, Well I, I know I know some people or whatever. And he's like not fair not fair and and he's like hey this is what it is man but even bob's like i know people to help me get to the top but at the same time he's like with your street smarts and the people i know and the the knowledge that i have we can try to like clean up the streets we can work with with each other to kind of do what we can and i mean for the most part they try to it doesn't work for a majority of the movie until it really gets out of hand. And they have to go to the, the outside agencies. Cause first they try to go to like the mayor. They, they like talk to that, like spoke like person that works for like the mayor's office. And then like the mayor just turns them straight down because it's approaching yeah. summertime. They expect riots to happen. They don't want to alienate and alienate the police and everything. And he's like, Oh great. So they're just making them more excuses just to let this happen.
1: That's something I, i liked about this movie is they got to the point there was no they didn't drag any situation out too far like no. they met with that the i think it was the mayor's assistant or whatever this like guy the next was scene,
0: damn near <laughs> yeah
1: literally like we're excited we're gonna get this done. i'm gonna talk to the mayor now and then literally yeah the next scene is him being like i'm still so embarrassed i you know i'm i'm sorry i thought this was gonna gonna work I, you know but the mayor yeah the mayor's got a different plans
0: Yeah, and then he has like he's like I have have another option we can try to do. He's like I know like a like a second lieutenant or something we can go to. He owes me a favor or something. Then they go out to dinner with him, and he's like, well, you have two options. Uh, he's like I can report this. You have to report before a a testify before a grand jury. Then you're pretty much gonna have a target on your head the whole time, and you you most likely might get killed. He's like, well, what's the second option? Forget about it. (laughs) He's like, well oh shit then i don't know what to do now (laughs) it's like great yeah
1: and the amount of times he'd be like no i'm not testifying i'm not going to testify even
0: during that investigation when they actually had the investigation go and they kept telling him like you got to testify if you want to indict some of these people and he's like the whole point is like well you're gonna if i testify you're gonna indict like two three people and then nothing else is gonna get done you're that's it two or three people are going to be the fall guys and then it, everything's going to continue on as normal. I'm I'm trying to yeah. take everybody out. <laughs>
1: then they finally get him to testify, and they won't let him testify because he's like trying to. Right. Like the the woman in the in the audience asks a question, and he tries to. And he's like, I want to answer that, and the DA just gets up and like just start. Oh, well, you know, blah, 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 just spews off his bullshit. <laughs> and so I was like, you wanted me up here on the stand, but as
0: soon as someone asked me a question for me to to voice what's going on, you pretty much shut me up. Yeah, that next scene with them is—it's crazy too, because they're talking about maybe indicting those one or two guys, uh, and they're like, "Well, we could—we could put in, and you could get a gold—you can get your gold badge for this." He's like, "Oh, great! For what? What do we do here? Like, nothing's going to get done." And then he's like, "That's the quote that I mean—you've seen in the trailers and stuff." He's like, "I know you've been through an
1: ordeal, Frank. I'm a marked man in this department for what?
0: Put a mark on my head for what?" For for nothing now. You didn't even let me speak. Nothing's gonna get done. Yep. And you just put me out here as like the spokesman for everything, and not just to have my name out there. Nothing got done. Now everybody knows I'm like the informant, and that's when shit is really heavy. When he's every time you see him walking through the through like the police station, everybody's watching him. He's yep. getting, you know, wrestled, like, muscled up, like, people are throwing him against lockers, patting him down for wires and shit, and that's, like, the next scene, he's like, I'm not wearing a fucking wire, they're patting me down every time I go into the precinct, <laughs> they expect me to wear a wire.
1: I think one of my, my favorite interactions is he's talking to, uh, I, I don't remember, I, th- I think it might have been, like, a lieutenant, or he was, like, a higher up, and he was talking about how he has no friends, and the guy's like, I don't have any friends either, I've been doing I've been doing this stuff for a long time, and... You know, I, I, I have, yeah.
0: I got a target on my back as well. And, you know, was it's just, it's better thing. off without friends. <laughs> it was interesting seeing that other guy. Cause he, after, cause he has that first partner he works with. That's the bag, one of the bag men. And then he gets assigned to the other guy. And it's interesting to see the other guy because he's like Serpico, but, he's not he does he's he he doesn't want to go out and try to take everybody down he doesn't have the mm-hmm. balls to do that sort of yep. thing and he even tells him like i don't like it as much as you do but i gotta do what i gotta do like it is what it like, is I gotta, like i
1: got a family i gotta take care of it yeah and all he even that says stuff. like
0: imagine how like how embarrassing or broken my my family would be if they found out what i do or like what we are in the police force or whatever he's like it's humiliating he's like but yep. i gotta do what i gotta do so as i mean you you do find out there are some good cops but they're forced to stay quiet because they yep. get alienated or, you know, they get muscled up or beat the hell up or even killed. Yeah, when he works in that one precinct
1: that he he kind of has to muscle his way, he actually pulls his gun out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because they, meets... they're yelling at him. Because he yeah. even says, like, you uh, testify for a grand jury, say it ain't so, Serpico. He's like, I didn't do it. And then the guy pulls a knife on him. He's like, I should f- cut your tongue out right now. And that's when he, like, judo throws him into the floor yeah. and pulls out his gun. <laughs> It's like, holy but shit he, he's pulling guns out on his own cops now and everything like it's, it's reaching a breaking point but he meets with the
1: uh, was this guy a captain the guy who he befriends and becomes like partners with uh, in that same precinct
0: i don't think he was a captain i think he was just like 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 a higher up sort of thing yeah because you you find out like the he's old guy or? one of the good
1: guys no, he was a older guy i don't think he was that
0: oh yeah yeah the one of the last precincts he goes to the one that actually like partners up with him and bob to like testify and and go yeah go the distance yeah Yeah, he's one of the the last good guys you meet in the in the movie
1: yeah because he's like do is there anyone here that you would want to partner up with and he doesn't really answer he's like well if you don't find anybody uh i'll be your partner
0: yeah (laughs) and then they go just like break up that that joint um And as soon as they bust in, like, they're burning all the mm-hmm. documents and shit, and they're trying to put them out, that dude comes in pissed off, like, I already paid you guys, like, yesterday or whatever. He's like, who'd you pay? He's like, where are you guys from? I don't know who you guys are. <laughs> and he's, like, choking them with a gun, and he's, like, not even giving up any of the information. And it seems like he's actually choking them. <laughs> oh, the dude. 70s. It's wild, man. I mean, just like the when he's – one of his first jobs when he's in plain clothes. And when he's on the job in plain clothes, he wears some of the most ridiculous shit. Oh, so He has like this like junk clothes on, like painter clothes on and like an apron and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's when he chases down that burglar that's like breaking into the house and he like tackles him. And you see that patrol car come down the street and they start shooting at him. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, he he like,
1: to, like, and he's like ducks in the alley. He's like, it's eh.
0: me. I'm Frank. I'm Serpico. Stop shooting. And as like, soon as they come around the corner, he like puts himself in the corner. He's like, don't shoot me. Don't shoot <laughs> He's like, you stupid fuck! What are you doing? Just fire your gut out of here! <laughs> like the little bit of a of Scarface came out in that moment. So like, you stupid fuck! Stupid fuck! Frank, I didn't know you. You didn't know me. You fired without looking. You fired without a warning. Without a fucking brain in your head.
1: Yeah, and he. <laughs> and then yeah, then the cops like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Can you give it, let us have this one?
0: Yeah, because he and put like, a couple shots through the windshield. He's just gonna look like, bad if we're not right. if we don't take the if we don't take the case or if we don't report it and everything. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, you motherfuckers! It's like, it's it's just one thing after another, and I mean it just oh builds and builds, oh and builds and builds and builds. The main captain he talks to like the whole movie, like the, the the skinnier bald dude with the glasses. You never see him in the precinct. He's just always meeting him in like different locations or his car. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that says he's going to talk to the commissioner for him. And it just it never happens. And he's the guy you yeah. mentioned where he's like always encouraging him. Like, you're doing the right thing, Frank. Like, don't forget that. And just, it's like, and then you don't even help him at all. <laughs> it's like, what the
1: fuck, and, and, Yeah, you find out he never talked to the commissioner. Because at first the commissioner says that he did, but then he's like, nah. Cause he get, because the, the commissioner has to go in front of the news to tell, pretty much say that like, all the allegations against certain cops were yeah. bullshit. Pretty yeah, much.
0: because they reached that point where they were like, fuck it, we're just going to, he calls Bob, because at that, after, I forget which meeting it was, but they had that falling out, and, because he goes back to his apartment, and they, they're screaming at each other, he's like, oh, I got uh, another idea, he's like, I had enough, I don't have none of your fucking ideas, like, just leave, I don't, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, what, what big guy are you going to have now that you know not I to talk he's like, to, I got a guy. he's not going to do talk- anything, oh, oh, another guy, great. Another, like, how what, what's he going to do for us? Yeah. And, and you
1: can see that, it you know, everything that's going on with Serpico is also affecting his relationship because he starts yelling at his girlfriend and his girlfriend's just like, don't yell at me. Yeah, like, you're this taking it out a, on I, me. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I'm here supporting you. And, of yeah. course, that ends up breaking up the relationship, which, yeah. you know, where he has to meet her at the diner. She leaves geez. him a note
0: that, that she wants to leave him, but to meet her meet her at the diner. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, why are, why am I meeting you here? She's like, so you can't yell at me. He's like, I can yell where I want. You think I can't yell here? There's the one guy in the back, like, just staring watching at him the whole him time. The whole time. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm watching you, buddy. I like his dog.
1: I like that we get, we, he that dog is for, in the entire, he gets that little dog for $5, $5 which, off the street. <laughs> did you, I don't know I, if you were like me who went, I feel like these people are going to rob him. <laughs>
0: I, dude, I thought so. I thought it was going to be the very next scene. Cause he even says like, Hey, watch out Can for my watch? stuff in my car here for a second. I got this. I, this is my new apartment. I thought as soon as he came out, like his stuff would be gone. His car wouldn't be there or something, but no, it just goes to the next scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just shows you how, how times have changed where you could just buy a dog on the side of the road
0: and well, keep I it was in gonna, your like, apartment report him or something at first. Like the way he like seemed like he was talking to him and inspector. He's like, where'd yeah, you yeah. get these dog? And it's like asking the different questions. Yeah. It seemed like, all right, I'm going to report you or something. Cause it seems like Frank's that type of dude. Yep. <laughs> like even looking into some of his backstory, Frank Serpico, even when he wasn't on duty, he was still pulling people over and, and try and like arresting people when he wasn't on duty. He would just flash his badge and make like a I guess it's not even a citizen's arrest at that point if you're a cop. You're just not on duty. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's the type of dude Frank was. But I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to get robbed there. But he has that sheepdog through the whole movie, even at the very end, before he goes to Switzerland, hops on the boat. But that scene with his girlfriend is, is, is a powerful scene too because it's just been building and building where it's like, you see how good their relationship is at first, but as everything's going on it it takes a huge toll on him and he just turns into that complete person where he's like not even getting sleep at night Mm -hmm. he's he's like barely talking to her how he used to like what's he say he's like you're gonna leave like your future husband and like future father of your kids or whatever she's like you never said anything like that to me ever and he's like and she's like i know if i come back you won't again too so it's like what's it matter and she, like when he chases her down and everything, he tries to stop her. She's like, "Are you gonna walk away or am I? Like this is over. We're done." <laughs> it's like, damn. It's just one thing after another for Serpico. You really feel for him, man. Like from from the home life, and then he's not getting any help anywhere else. It's, nope. And that's at the point where you're saying, "Is like, dude, just just leave. Just just yeah. move on to a different city." I know you wanted to be a cop your whole life. But maybe it's not the. the a great prof- profession for you, man. If you can't deal either with either that going on. or
1: maybe you go find somewhere a little more small for yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, somewhere you can you can kind of run everything if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we pretty much already talked about the ending, though, because as they're going through, they had make him kind of make that statement. He he doesn't even have a statement, but they make him testify. That's when he gets bumped to narcotics because they have to get him out of that precinct because yep. he's gonna probably get killed one way or another through that precinct um, he has that meeting with that dude in the car where he warns him that this isn't a small, small potatoes operation in the in narcotics. They're, they're dealing with huge money. And that's when he like gets set up and he gets shot in the face. And that isn't even like the end of the story, really. Um, once he gets shot, he he's like in the hospital for a while. He, he's lost his hearing in his left ear for the rest of his life. Yeah. I guess they're saying like parts of his left part of his body could go stiff every now and then there's going to be a bunch of side effects from this. And I, from what i read he still has like pieces of shrapnel and stuff lodged like in his skull next to his ear and stuff which is it's nuts man how you can survive i guess it was such a small caliber bullet it, it didn't do any damage it didn't hit his brain yeah. it didn't hit his spinal cord or anything like that um, but that was such a powerful scene when he's in that in that hospital and one of the guys that was one of the, the people that was like in head of the investigation i, I that's the only time you really see him is at the very beginning of the movie. And then once they, they really start that investigation, he's there. He's the one that's saying, like you mentioned, he's like, I don't have any friends or whatever. He's like, I'll be your friend. He's like, Well, I'll make an exception for you then, Serpico. <laughs> but then like by the end of the movie, like it seems like he is really like Serpico's friend. Like he's there yeah. holding his hand by the bedside. He gives him like the gold badge, like the gold shield and he throws it away. Yeah. He's like, I don't fucking want it. Like this you just he's like, What are you giving me this for? For getting shot in the face or or what? <laughs>
1: this is, this, it was a way for them to just be like, we'll give you this if you shut the fuck up.
0: Pretty much. And he just straight denies. it. He turns it down. He's like, I don't want it. Get it out of my face. And dude even sits it there for him. And Serpent code just goes through pretty much every range of emotion sitting in there in that hospital bed. Like he, he's mm-hmm. angry and then he starts crying and then it's just, he moves on from there. But then you can even still watch the real footage on YouTube of that testimony that he gives at the very end of the movie in front of everybody and i love how if you notice like one half of the room seems like are the other people that are on his side that are like Mm -hmm. like listening to everything he's saying and then the other half of the room that are split on the other side of the aisle or look like they're just fucking like pissed off and they're like angry and like there's those are the guys that he's against and he's even saying in that statement he's like "I, i don't for anybody that i don't want anybody to go through the anxiety and hardships that i face on the forest where you feel like you're like Everybody's not trying to do anything to help you out. Like you try to go to your bosses, they're they're not helping you; they just kind of throw you aside. But he he's pretty much just taking them down one by one in that speech. It seems like, um, but they actually have that real speech on YouTube. You can go watch it and everything. It's it's pretty it's pretty powerful. It did make a change, I guess, for a for a little bit. Like I mentioned, he did get awarded like a, a medal of honor for cons- conspicuous bravery and action. I guess. I guess that's a Medal of Honor award they give to people. Yeah. Uh, but after he got out of the hospital, he only stayed on the force for another year. And that's whenever he he straight up, he didn't retire, but he let, he resigned from the force. He, he was done being a cop. And that's when he moved to Switzerland for f- a good long period of time. And now he's actually, from what I read, he's living like outside of New York City. like He's upstate New York, like out in the middle of nowhere. But I guess every now and then he'll go into New York to like go to like, different, uh, like, protests and stuff that he's he's really interested in. And he's still – he's very vocal and, and participates in that kind of thing still.
1: Yeah, it's he's
0: currently 86 years old. And he, he still says that he gets – he still gets hate mail from people. He still gets letters from cops saying about how bad it is, like I mentioned. And, and there's other cops that's, that kind of ask him for advice about what to do in their, in their situations. The one thing we didn't mention was when he was in that hospital, <laughs> the, the one dude – He's like, oh, how yeah. you doing? And he's like, oh, I got, you want to see some of my, uh, my, my get well soon cards? My fan, my fan, my fan mail. mail. And it was like, they're actual get well soon cards, but they scribble out get well soon. And it's like, I hope you fucking die or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Was,
1: and he, the guy just slowly
0: closes it, puts like, it down like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. But man, it's, it's such a heavy movie. Um, and yeah. it, it really opens your eyes to a, a lot of what happened, what's happening. And I mean, especially looking at, what has happened over the past couple of years, as far as like what's been going on with across the nation, it really kind of puts it in perspective that 50 years ago on the 50th anniversary of this movie, this, this shit was still happening at that point in time and it's still happening now.
1: Yeah. I mean, this stuff has been happening for a long time. It's just, we're in a, we're in a time where with social media and the internet and all that stuff, it's just, it's more out there. It's more easily available to, for people to see the instead of back then where it was just word of mouth
0: yeah and that's man that's even crazier because i feel like now they still get away with that same shit even with all the stuff they kind of put in line to kind of prevent that like you Mm -hmm. i mean you have social media you have phones you have body cams you have everything else to kind of prevent that and track everybody but people are still getting away with that kind of shit so it's like yep Imagine what, I mean, I'm sure they weren't getting away with some of this, like, on the scale they may have been doing in, like, the 70s or 80s. But it's crazy to think about because, like, yeah, like you mentioned, like, back then they didn't have all that. There there weren't barely any, like, security cameras anywhere to, to cover yeah. any of this shit. So it was way easier for them to, to get away with some of this, this terrible shit they were doing in the NYPD. But, yeah, Serpico, man, I... I can't believe I have waited so long to watch this movie. Um this is definitely one I don't know if I'm gonna be going back to it as, as frequently as like The Godfather or or Scarface or anything like that. But anytime someone brings up like Al Pacino, this is definitely gonna be one of the movies that I, I'm gonna mention when it comes to like great performances all around.
1: Oh yeah. He definitely I, I think I don't know if someone else could have done the type of performance that Pacino put on screen. Like he carries this movie with yeah. because it's not just one emotion through this entire thing. He shows them all calm, mm-hmm. collected. Then it's like him just being annoyed and then it's just flat out just rage just over it. Yeah. And I, does I, really good job with it.
0: I did see that there wasn't much casting like rumors about this. I did see that apparently uh Robert Redford was in consideration for Serpico yep. and Paul Newman was in consideration, I think, for bob the role of bob in the movie so it would have been kind of like a a reun you know them reuniting since like butch and cassidy i guess um but i don't know if robert reffer would have been able to do this kind of i mean i think he would have played it his own way but you wouldn't you definitely wouldn't have got what al pacino brought to the role you wouldn't have got that rage like he brought and just the the authenticity to it and how natural it felt
1: yeah well i also read that when that was a rumor going around with redford um who else did you mention was i think it, it was Redford paul newman paul I think. newman right yeah uh when they were mentioned uh being casted i guess frank serpico actually stepped away from the project because he just oh. felt like the movie was going to turn into serpico becoming like a side character or like a sidekick
0: oh uh, okay i mean that so, would make sense though
1: so. yeah That makes sense. Like I said earlier, it's hilarious looking through this cast, and you're like, I know nobody. Uh, I know (laughs) Al Pacino, and I know nobody. And then I see F. Marie Abraham and Emile Hirsch. I'm like, I know those two guys, and they're the only two guys uncredited in this movie. Right.
0: And it wasn't until I kind of dug into it, and then I found out that they were uncredited. And I was like, wow, that's That's nuts. Uh, and because like you mentioned, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I, I think I, there was like one or two people I may have seen before in a couple of things, but it's not like I knew their name. I was like, oh, it's, right. it's that guy sort of thing. But yeah. And, and I think with Robert Redford, even if, if it was true, I feel like with with Frank Serpico, I mean, obviously, I don't know the dude, but I feel like it would have kind of given it the movie like a more of a, a Hollywood feel to it. Whereas like you don't really want that with this cut this type of story like you you don't want a huge big name actor behind that no. that that lead character everything to kind of give it more glitz and glamour and Hollywood to it you you want that low down gritty dirty cop movie with like not an unknown person but someone that's relatively new on the scene at that point I mean he only had like The Godfather under his belt at that point and he wasn't nearly yep. at that actor that he is going into this movie and going forward. Right. But yeah, man, that is Serpico. I mean, this is de- we definitely did it a little different than I normally do because this there's so much to this movie, man. If you if you laid it out and try to go beat for beat for beat through the whole thing, that's why we kind of just kind of did a general discussion on the movie overall and and talked about the the different pieces and what made it work and what made it didn't what didn't work about it. I mean, there really wasn't much that didn't work for me over, overall other than maybe they could have trimmed some time off the movie in certain places. I don't know where you would have done that. Um, even though I was locked in for the most part, I feel like by the, like the last 20 minutes, half hour, I was like, okay, I feel like this movie's three hours long. <laughs> <right now. laughs> like, I, I don't know if it was, I just watched it late. Maybe that that's the thing. But I was like, all right, it, it's, it's been running on a little while. I had to kind of check the time on it. It was like 20 minutes left. I was like, holy hell, this is, yeah. this is rolling. I felt the opposite. I felt this
1: was, um, I felt, two hours is good for something like this. Like this is a biopic. This is all real. I think they did well enough to transition us between scenes. Like, I think there was like the scene where he meets his first girlfriend and then immediately in the next scene, they've been together for a bit. And yeah. then like the next scene, they've been together even longer. And it's like, I guess it jumps some around would, so much. I, I feel some people might be annoyed by that. to kind of like, Oh, let's see how this goes. It's like, but that's not the point of this movie. The, the point is not seeing him in his relationships yeah. you know the the most important relationship was the the second woman that he's with or everything because she's involved with him while everything is happening so like that's important to see like a, elongated scenes with her where this other girl kind of was just there at the beginning
0: yeah yeah. Um, but I thought it was shot very well. I mean, I, I just something about like these just these earlier 70s movies and just the feel the feel of them and the greatness, whether it's a cop mm-hmm. movie or not. I just love the, the slow burn feel of these types of movies. And I, it was right up my alley. If you haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon, I definitely recommend that one as well. Um, anything else you want to add to uh, the Serpico discussion here, Brett? No, I think I, I think
1: we covered pretty much everything here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we tried to at least. We may not uh, not not have done it in the full order of things, but I, th- I think we got most of everything covered in this one. It's,
1: it's, a, it's a movie that's fifty years old. You know, people who listen to this have probably seen it and know you know the gist of it and know. It's, it's definitely a movie that you can't really – it's it's hard to kind of go from beat to beat, like you said, from beginning to end. It's yeah. kind of just talking about certain – import like the most important scenes of the movie and, and how it all blends together and how it becomes a coherent movie as it, as it was.
0: Definitely one I'm going to have to come back to eventually. Um, but, man, Al Pacino, this is the one that really put him on the map – before going into like godfather part two and then of course dog day afternoon and then his whole you know rest of his filmography that really catapulted him to one of the greatest actors of all time i would say
1: yeah oh absolutely but
0: yeah um where can everybody find you here brett
1: you can find me at dissect that film on all the social medias you can find our little podcast on all your podcast services and on youtube at dissect that film yeah, we just uh, we like to break. We we do very similar things as a uh, as cinema trip. <laughs> so we we like to break down plots of movies and the good,
0: bad, and the ugly. So. All right, yep, I'll have, I'll have all your links here in the description for anybody who wants to go check out your channel. I highly recommend it. Got a lot of great content out over there. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen the past episode we did, we went and re- uh, we reviewed The Matrix last year. If anybody hasn't seen that one, go check out our Matrix review. Uh, because coming up in here in May, hopefully, we are going to do the, the Matrix Reloaded review. Whoa. Because uh, we're going to have to review Matrix Reloaded and uh, the, the third one here... Uh, I think that one came out in November. It came out in the same year. It was one of those ones where they filmed the movies back-to-back, back, especially <laughs> on the, the kind of scale that those films are. <laughs> so to film insane. them back-to-back, back, it's insane. Uh, so we will be covering uh, Matrix Reloaded in May, and then November we will be coming uh, covering Matrix Revolutions. No plans on uh, Matrix Resurrection or anything at that point. As I've only seen that once. Didn't leave a lasting impression on me, though. So as of right now, we'll cover the, the main trilogy for that one.
1: <laughs> I'm excited for it
0: <laughs> yeah it should be a good one man uh, for anyway just make sure to like share and subscribe as always make sure to go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Trip Reviews go check us out on pretty much every podcasting platform drop in and leave us a good review there want to give you a special thank you man for hopping on the show talking about Serpico here today thank you very much for having me always yeah, always a pleasure being on here yeah thanks for being on here man and we'll see everybody next time